Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Nearly two weeks straight, besides Sundays, I was day working every single day. You know, people were behind on their brandings and, and moving cattle and AIing. And I mean, it was just like every single day it was, it was something else, moving cattle, staging cattle, doing this, doing that. And so it, it was great. And I got to go to a branding, uh, many brandings, but this one in particular, um, I, I remember I, I got out there and, and, and the guy that, whose place it was, he tells me, he's like, hey, do you want to rope first? Well, if you're not that good of a roper, always go first because you can cherry pick the easy cattle, okay? Don't go last, okay? Because those calves are last for a reason. They're the kickers and, and all of that. So he said, do you want to rope first? Well, I definitely wanted to rope because you don't get better by not roping. So I got out there and, and, and I did pretty good. And a, and a cowboy told me who, who comes here, he said, hey, I was really glad to see you. He said, I know you've had problems roping and everything. And he said, to see you dragging calf after calf after calf after calf in front of a lot of good cowboys with a smile on your face, he said, it warmed my heart. What didn't warm my heart, although, was whenever I snagged this big old Charlay looking one and I dallied up and I started riding off, but I didn't, I didn't kind of kick my horse into a trot to get that calf knocked down. So even if you got two hind legs roped, they're still on their front and, and they can still move around. And as I come around to the left, it wasn't knocked down and it was a big sucker and it went this way and the rope went right up under Fiona's tail. Let me do that to you. That's a cowboy, that's called a cowboy thong, okay? <laughs> Fiona does not like wearing thongs, especially when they're made out of three-eighths cactus rope, okay? So anyway, I'm dallied up to this big old Charlet. Yes, sir. Yes, we can sell those. We'll have them for sale next week. Uh, uh, yeah, brand, great idea, Ty. That's why he's a director. Yeah, cowboy thong. <laughs> All this time, right? All this time. And so I'm dallied up to this big old heifer, and I'm turning over here, and she runs this way. The rope goes up under Fiona's tail. And Fiona doesn't take kindly to it. Now, she doesn't just bust wide in two or anything, but she does not just stand there either. And so all of a sudden, everything's going good. I've got a big smile on my face, and then my horse is... And she never could buck real hard. And she really can't buck hard when you got a 250-pound calf tied to the end of her like a boat anchor. If your horse ever starts bucking and you got something roped, just stay hold of it. I mean, they, it, it makes it really hard for them. So I just stayed dallied and everything, but I was seeing that Brandon pot, man. They had all the Brandon fire up. Cowboys are scattering and my horse is bucking. And so I just kind of kept her going. And whenever she started bucking, that calf kind of lined back out. And we just made a big old circle. Well, inside my heart was going, but I just sat up there. Like it happened every day of the week. I got over there. I never said a word. And that same cowboy, he walked up and he goes, that's some cowboying right there, man. He said, I am impressed. I've heard the stories, but he said, that was good, man. And I was like, thanks. Thank you, God. <laughs> At that same time, I, I don't think he's here today, so good. I always like it when people aren't here and I get to tell stories about them. And I'm not going to use Creighton's name. Um, and um, anyway... This, this good cowboy, he's a young cowboy, real tall, 
um, this other cowboy had roped a big, a big heifer and he was dragging it to the Nord Forks and it slipped a, it slipped a hind leg. Well, when they're that big, you just want to get the rope off and just start over. It's easier, especially when you're tired and you got a lot to do. So he runs out there to get the rope off. Well, of course, the rope is tight on the horse, and he runs out there, and he grabs it, and it's running away from him, right? It's circling away from him. So he's got the rope, and he's trying to kind of go down it and grab this big old calf and everything. And then that big calf decided to go counterclockwise. And it turned around and started coming 9-0 the other way. Now, he's only got one leg rope, so he's got three to use. And he runs, and, and he is in the middle. And he's like trying to back up, back up, back up. And that rope went tight, and it pulled him straight up, just like he was laying on the rope. Well, it's still running backwards. It's dragging his face on the ground. <laughs> and his legs are so long, he's not coming over. And so the cowboy's trying to put slack in the rope so he'll hit the ground, which is kind of weird. That's why I love cowboying. Here, let me help you hit the ground. And so finally, I, I don't really remember what happened, mainly because I was laughing. He was okay. He finally, he got up and he got that rope off and he went over there and he sat down. And he just sat on his rear in the middle of this Brandon pen. Some cowboys, he was working on the other side of Nord Forks, and I was on this side by this time. Finally, had a little play in the action, and I went over there. I said, man, are you okay? He said, not really. <laughs> I said, where'd it get you? He said, somewhere around here. <laughs> I patted him on the shoulder, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. That, that stinks, man. That stinks. But you know, a, ro a rope in the hand of a cowboy, the, the rope is one of the most important tools a cowboy has. It, it just really is. You can get along without it. You, you, can, you can do things. You don't have to use it. But, but a rope is an invaluable tool, especially whenever you're a cowboy and you work alone by yourself a lot. And, you know, it can be a great tool, but it can get you in a wreck. Also, you want to see a wreck, invite a cowboy and his rope. And if you want to see a complete wreck, invite a cowboy, his rope, and his dog. We're not going to talk about dogs today. So a, point, uh, a rope in the, in the hand of a cowboy is cool, but a rope in the hand of God is amazing. This is how I picture it. And the reason I say a rope in the hand of God, this is how I have to process some big church words. That, that are just kind of hard to understand. You know, if you've been going to church a long time, you know, you, you've heard this, it's just second nature. You've probably never even really thought about the definition of it. And, and if you're brand new in church, when I say this word, you're going to say, man, that sounds like a big church word. I, I'm not even sure exactly what that means. But we're in John chapter 15. There is a very important theological concept that Jesus describes, I'm going to put it in cowboy language first, and then I'm going to read it, and hopefully that will kind of uh, take all of the, the uh, hard-to-understand stuff out of it. John chapter 15, starting in verse 4. Now, this is in the simplified cowboy version. You stay in my hand, and I'll keep my hand on you. A rope cannot rope anything by itself unless it is in the hand of a cowboy, and you can't do anything either unless you are in mine. You are the rope, and I am the cowboy. He who is in my hand, and when my hand is using him, he will do great things. Without me, you're just a piece of knotted string. 
If anyone does not choose to put themselves in my hand, but would rather hang out in the barn with the chickens, or just tie onto my saddle and go for a ride and look like a rope without ever doing anything, he will be thrown onto the burn pile as garbage and useless. If you stay in my hand and you do the things I want to do, you can ask me for anything and I'll give it to you. All of this that we've talked about is so that our dad, our father, can be glorified. And so that you will do great and meaningful things just as I have. By doing this, you will know that you are mine. Now that's the cowboy version. Think about it. We are a rope. That is our job. And God says, I want to use you to do great things. Okay? Now, here's the real version of it, of John chapter 15, 4 through 8. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them onto the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciple. That's what it means. God is the cowboy. We are the rope. He wants us to say, hey, I want you to use me, God, because we can't do anything on our own. God is the ultimate cowboy. His son is. And when we say, hey, use us, he starts and he takes us. He, we say we want to be in your hand. He grabs us up. He takes us everywhere we go. And he does miraculous, wonderful, amazing things through us. Abide in Christ. You'll, you'll hear that word a lot, and, and even in other places, you'll, you'll read in your Bible, you'll, you'll see the term in Christ. You, sometimes it'll say remain in Christ, uh, anyone who is in Christ, whoever is in me. But that's kind of a hard concept because you know, it, just, it doesn't really make sense in, in our English language. But I just want you to know that anytime you hear that in me, it's like a cowboy carrying a rope that wants to be there and they're going to do things for the good of the ranch. Okay? Abide in Christ is to be a rope in the hand of God ready to do His will. His way. Did you see what I just said? Ready to do His will, His way. How do we know if we're a rope in the hand of God? Or if you would rather have the church, you know, word. How do you know if you were abiding in Christ? Is there something that we can look at to see if we can say, hey, I'm actually doing that. I am a rope in the hand of the cowboy with a capital C. In 1 John chapter 2, 3 through 6, John, once again, he's writing, it's the same John that wrote, wrote John chapter 15. Same guy says this. Now by this we know that we know him. Okay? Now, he's, he's saying, listen up, because this is how you can know that you're a rope in the hand of God. If we keep his commandments. Now, I, I'm not just talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm not talking about memorizing Ten Commands and living by them. Sure, they're the Ten Commandments. We, we, we should go by those. I mean, they're, they're pretty self-explanatory. You know, don't cheat on your wife. Don't kill nobody. They're, they're not that hard, okay? Don't have any other gods. Just have one God. All of that stuff. But, but it's also saying do things the way God tells you to do. Now, it may be written in that good book that you've got, some of you've got, and sometimes God may just whisper in your ear, hey man, I want you to do this. You will know that you're a rope in the hand of God if you do what He tells you to do, if you obey His commandments. He who says, I know Him and does not keep His commandments 
is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, and, and, and by that he's not saying, like me doing what I say I'm going to do, keeping my word. What, what John's saying right there is if anybody does what God says to do the way he says to do it. Um, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. In other words, what he's saying is, man, it, you, you will know that you are a rope in the hand of God when you do what God tells you to do the way he says to do it. All of that churchy stuff that I just read in the New King James Version, I love that. I absolutely love it. But if you want to boil it down, it means we do what God says the way he says to do it. I mean, if you're going to work on a ranch, when I go help Ty, Ty does not do things the way I would necessarily do them. Now, granted, those discrepancies between us are, are, are very slim, but when I go out to Ty's and I help him, I do things the way Ty does. When I go out with Dale and work Dale's cattle and, and Carl, I, I do things the way they want them. What I think is irregardless. If I go help anybody and when I go help Gary, we do things the way Gary says. I've been out with Dave and Sue. I do things the way they want it done because it's their place. You know you are a rope in the hand of God when you do what God says the way he says to do it. Now, listen, every rope has a miss in it, okay? Every rope has a miss in it. You are not going to get it right every single time. All these people that I've mentioned that I've helped work for and, and those that I, that I didn't mention, I've made mistakes. They know I've made mistakes, and I'll continue to make mistakes, and, and most of them are cool with it. They hadn't been that bad, thankfully. But every rope has an amiss in it. We all fall short. We're not going to get it right every time, okay? Here is the big but. But when we purposefully and intentionally, with full knowledge, do things contrary to the way God tells us to, then we have taken ourselves out of His hand not out of his love. But we can no longer be used and we can no longer hear his voice, receive his guidance, feel his love, know the way, and we start experiencing problems that usually end up like this. Now, what I'm saying is when we intentionally, when God says, hey man, you need to do it this way, and this is how you do it, and this is the way you do it. This is what I want you to do, and this is the way I want you to do it. When we purposefully and intentionally do not do that, then we start experiencing problems, and you'll know you might have taken yourself out of the hand of God when you might say something like this. Why is God letting this happen to me? God's not letting anything happen to you. You have taken yourself out of His presence because you are not doing the things that He has told you to do the way He says to do it. He says, man, when you come into my will, I'm going to line you out straight. And it's, it's not going to be easy. But you'll be able to hear me. You'll be able to feel me. You'll be able to see me. You'll be able to talk to me. All of this stuff. But too often, we pick and choose out of the Bible. You know, it, 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 there's a lot of things in there. And I don't know what you're going through, but I know in my life... I have been actively, knowingly doing some things that I know is contrary to the will of God. And you know what I do? Make excuses. Well, God will still love me. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He will always love you. 
But that doesn't mean that he's going to continue to carry you around. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's kind of like undoing the rope, taking it out of the Honda. It ain't good for nothing but except maybe whipping a old dry cow walking at the back or something. We take ourselves out of the hand of God when we don't do when we don't do things that he tells us to do the way he says to do it. The longer and more often that we don't do what God says the way he says to do it, then we become used to hanging out in the barn and can no longer care what he says and the way he says to do things. These will be thrown on the burn pile. That's what it says. I mean, when you say, you know what, God, I'm not going to listen to what your word has to say, and I'm not going to do things the way you say to do them. I'm going to go my own way. We take ourselves out of his hand, and the longer we're away from him, that becomes a habit. We, just, we start doing things the way we want it done, and we start looking at the world. It, it, it's a... It's a good day if we feel good. It's a bad day if we feel bad. And we start looking at the world from a selfish point of view, a self-centered point of view. We need to be a rope in the hand of God doing things the way He says, doing what He says the way He says to do it. The big church word of that is abiding in Christ, being with Him, being right up there. I mean, when you're carrying a rope and you're loping out across that pasture and it's not just tied on, you've got it, man. You've got it tucked up under your arm. Isn't that where we want to be with God? It's just right there kind of next to Him and, and protected by Him, being used by Him. That's awesome. That's what I want for all of y'all. That's what it means to abide in Christ. We need to all shoot for being a rope in the hand of God. Now, there are five awesome rewards reserved only for those that are ropes in the hand of God. Okay? There are five, and, and, and I'm not saying there's only five, but I'm going to tell you five awesome rewards that are reserved for those people who abide in Christ, or if you would rather have it in a cowboy term, that is a rope in the hand of God. If you are not abiding in Christ, which means doing what he says the way he says to do it, you are not going to receive these things. It's not because you're being punished. It's just because it's reserved for that trail. Okay? Here they are. The first one is found. We've already read it. The first two are found in John 15 that we've already read. The first one is you will find your purpose. That is the first awesome reward for those who abide in Christ or they are a rope in the hand of God. You will find your purpose. You will not find your purpose doing things the way you want to do it, the way you think you should do it, like your daddy did it and his granddaddy did it unless it's the way of God. You will find your purpose. Why? Because Jesus himself said it. He says, if a man remains in me, th th there's, your, there's your abiding part that we've been talking about. If a man remain in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. That's what we're commanded to do is to produce good things. But we cannot do good things on our own. We can only do things if we are in the hand of God. And when you start being used by God, that's when you'll find your purpose. I know a lot of people are like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Maybe you're in training. Maybe, you're, maybe God is preparing you for it. So I'm not saying that if you don't know your purpose yet, that, that somehow you're out of the will of God. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you will never find your purpose if you go your own way instead of God's. The first awesome reward reserved only for ropes in the hand of God is you'll find your purpose. That's John 15, 5. The second thing is, how about this? Now, I know some of you, when I'm fixing to say this, some of you is going to go, yeah, whatever. 
I didn't say this, okay? I didn't say this. Jesus said this. If you have a problem with what I'm fixing to say, you bow your head and you talk to the man about it. Not me. How about this? Awesome reward reserved for a rope in the hand of God. God will give you whatever you wish. Boy, that stinks, doesn't it? Boy, that's just horrible. I hate this good news stuff. Why? In verse 7 of John 15, Jesus says, If you remain in me, there's our key word right there. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. I didn't say that. Don't say, well, that preacher is just preaching some prosperity gospel. I am not. I am telling you what Jesus himself said. He said, if you will put yourself in my hand, I will wrap my hand around you. I will use you for good works. You will bear much fruit. And when we are in that type of relationship, when we are working in concert together, you want to be with me because I want to be with you. And we're riding out. You can ask me for whatever and it will be given unto you. I didn't say that. Jesus did. Five awesome rewards reserved for those that are abiding in Christ. Doing things the way God said, doing what God said to do the way he said to do it. First one, you'll find your purpose. The second one, God will give you whatever you wish. Now, we're all, well, most of us are mature adults, okay? Some of us are mature kids. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, if you wanted an elephant that flew, that God's necessarily going to give that to you. I think we all know that when you are abiding in Christ, when you are a rope in the hand of God, when you are doing the things that He says to do the way He says to do them, the things that you will ask for will be according to His will and it will be done for you. That's what that means. The third awesome reward reserved only for the ropes in the hand of God is this. You will have a new life. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Apostle Paul says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, there's our key words again, the abiding in. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I mean, how many of us have thought in our mind, I'm ready for a change. I've been doing things my way for so long, and, and, and it just, I have some good days, but I'm ready for something new. You will only find that in the hand of God. Otherwise, you, you may say that you're going to make a change, but, but you're not. It's going to, you know, a, a lot of our lives, my life before Christ was, a, was just a, was a, was a calf circling on the end of a rope. Just, I mean, come around one way and another just all the time, all the time. You know, it'd be good for a little while and bad for a little while. Good for a little while, bad for a little while. Good for a little while, bad for a little while. Now, my life is amazing all the time, and most of the time it's hard. But, you know, that, that's just the way it goes. God never said it'd be easy. But if you want to start a new life, if you are sitting here today, maybe it's your first time here, you've heard about Save the Cowboy, you've heard about Cowboy Church, whatever, whatever, whatever. You're here for a reason because God is speaking to you. I'm not speaking to you. God is speaking to you through His Word, and He's saying that if you want to find your purpose, if you want your prayers answered, if you want to have a new life, a better life, a life that you never dreamed, you have to abide in Him. You have to be a rope in the hand of God prepared to do good works. And that's, a, well, that's this next to last thing. The fourth thing, I've got to stay in order or I'll get screwed up. You want peace? Couldn't we all use a big old dose of no matter what's going on, man, we can just 
You'll never find that anywhere except in the hand of God. You will never find that unless you abide because in John 16, 33, oh, Juan, he's a, he's a pretty smart fellow. He's a pretty fart smeller, isn't he? I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Right there. In me. I have told, this is Jesus talking. I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. You know, a, a lot of us, our lives are filled with turmoil all the time. And I'm not talking about just going through a rough patch. I'm talking about your life is probably characterized by, by problem after problem after problem after problem that it just never seems, it just, it's never ending, never ending. And, and despite what you appear on the outside, inside, you're not at peace. You will never find peace except in the hand of God. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And the last thing, the last thing that we're going to talk about, awesome reward reserved for those that abide in Christ or those people who put themselves in the hand of God to be used by God is this. You get to cowboy on the long X. And I'm not talking about our ranch. That's just the term I used for God's outfit. You get to work for him. You get to have the perfect boss, a boss that will die for you, a boss that will provide for you, a boss that will heal you, a boss that will protect you. You will get to have the best job in the world where you wake up every morning and you go, my life is amazing. Why? Because in Ephesians 2.10, through the Holy Spirit, Paul says... For we are God's workmanship created in Christ, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We're not saved by the works we do. We are known because we do what God says the way he says to do it. It doesn't say you will be known by the big Christian words that you know. You ever notice Christians that when they start talking about God, they go into a foreign language and you really don't understand what they're saying? Well, we just... Praise his name and we just ask conjunction to the malfunction. Or, I don't know. I can't even do it. Sometimes I literally, I go, man, that sounded great. What was that? Was that Swahili? Because I didn't understand something. It was pretty though. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We, God has you in his hand. You are a rope in his hand so that he can go out and he can feed, so that he can heal, so that he can do stuff because God is going to change the world through you, not through me. He's going to do it through Ty, through Aaron, through Jasmine, through all of you. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Here's, here's my whole point. A rope in the hand of a cowboy is cool, but a rope in the hand of God is amazing and has purpose. Can ask for whatever they wish, have a new life, experience peace in any situation, and will cowboy on the long X. Forever. Why would you not want to do that? Why? Because you think you know better? You think that your way is the only way? It's not. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying, learn what God says and do what he says to do. Do it the way he says to do it. And all of these are yours. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Your Lord said it. Quit going off on your own. Quit doing the things that you know you shouldn't do. Not because he doesn't want you to have fun, because he wants you to have this. Quit going after those temporary things that fail. Go after those eternal things that will never let you down. Find your purpose. Get your prayers answered. Have a new life. Have peace. Cowboy for the greatest outfit ever made. Are you tough? There was a there was a cowboy, and, and I've, I've, Ty's told a similar story to this, and if you ever experience it, 
I hope you never do. Let's just say that. There was a cowboy, and we were we were uh, we were Brandon, and he ropes this big heifer, big big bull calf. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. He ropes it, and I mean, he's dragging into the fire, and he's yelling. Hurry up, get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. And so we're like trying to flank it. And he's like, hey, y'all get it that done. Come on, come on, come on. And we're like, I mean, he's like yelling at us. And finally, you know, I mean, I pull the tail and the other guy pulls the feet and it kind of flops on its back. And then we dive on it like a bunch of spider monkey cowboys and get it stretched out and get the rope off. He bails off of his horse. And he's like, I'll be back in a minute. If you'll come back next week, I'll tell you why he did that.